You're listening to the B-School Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Elise Morrison, embodiment coach and founder of Inner Workout. Consider B-School your invitation to becoming a student of yourself. So come on, let's get studying. Hey there. Today's episode is so juicy and important. We're talking about the dark side of self-care. As someone who owns a self-care company, you all know that self-care is something that's really important to me. I say it all the time, but I'm bad at self-care. It is not my natural tendency to listen within and to respond in a loving way. My natural tendency is to push through. And so I have to be so intentional about practicing self-care. That being said, being in this industry, observing things that are going on societally, culturally, there's a dark side to self-care. And I thought it was important that we spent some time really diving into that. So the first dark side, the thing that I've observed, is a really heavy commercialization of self-care. And this is something that I'm hyper aware of because, like I said, I own Inner Workout. I own a company that is trying to empower people to practice self-care. And it's always that balance of self-care is free. Everyone has ways that they can practice self-care that don't cost a dime. And I am always trying to be aware of, am I over-commercializing things? Am I part of the problem in self-care? And that's, I want you to know, as I'm being honest, that's a continuing conversation that I have with myself. But I've just noticed lately that everything is self-care. I recently got an ad for a toothbrush and it was like, this toothbrush is exactly what you need for your self-care routine. And it's like, is it brushing your teeth? Like that's hygiene. That's something that we do so that our teeth don't rot. Do we really need to call that self-care? I mean, in the most basic sense, you are caring for yourself, but it's like everything hygiene is now calling itself self-care. Everything indulgent is now calling itself self-care. And it feels like there's this constant need to buy things. And maybe this is just me. Maybe this is something you don't struggle with and I just need to get my act together. But it's like, there's this cool facial, there's this supplement, There's this new workout that you can try, a new breathing technique, a workshop that you can go to. There is always something that you can buy related to self-care, and it can feel like, okay, if I don't have money, then maybe this isn't something accessible to me, or maybe I'm not buying this fancy tool, so maybe I'm not doing self-care as well as the person who can afford to do that, and it can just add a lot of pressure, a lot of icky feelings that aren't actually supportive of what self-care is. So that's one thing. One thing that I'm aware of is this really intense commercialization of self-care. And it seems like really over the past 18 months, that has ramped up a ton. I would predict that it would grow even more in 2020. We'll see. Another dark side that I've been aware of of self-care is over-ritualizing. And I've done this myself, so this is me speaking from experience. Getting so focused on rituals that you start to beat yourself up. I remember 
I naturally tend to wake up as an early riser. And I had this morning routine. I would wake up at 5 a.m. I would work out. I'd try to meditate and journal and maybe make myself a smoothie. And I would do the, what's it called? Dry brush before I took a bath or took a shower and I would scrape my tongue and I would try to do all these things and do a facial regularly. And I had all of these rituals. And then when I didn't do them, I was like, man, I'm I'm not practicing self-care right. I'm not doing it right. Something is wrong with me because I can't keep up with all of this. And if you're following what I'm saying, I was saying that because I wasn't practicing self-care this is in air quotes. I wasn't practicing self-care right. I wasn't doing my ritual exactly correctly. I was getting upset at myself. I was beating myself up. And that is exactly the opposite of what I was trying to achieve through those rituals. So do I think rituals are great? Yes. I think there's a danger. And I think this is maybe more of a struggle for people depending on what their personality type is. But I think there's a danger in really over-ritualizing to the point where something goes wrong, we have a little bit less time, and then we're we're having these feelings of beating ourselves up, which is not practicing self-care. It's the exact opposite, and it's a problem. It's a dark side of self-care. So if that's something that you recognize in yourself, I would really invite you to pull back on the rituals and to just try for a week just listening in and saying, okay, I've got 20 minutes right now. What do I need? And then responding. And that might be, I need to drink water and I need to call my mom. It could be, I need to do a quick workout. I need to cook myself a meal. I need to just sit here and not do anything. I need to go for a walk. But try that. Try, instead of focusing so much on the rituals, building that muscle of listening to yourself and see where it goes. The next dark side of self-care is this really intense self-indulgence. I recently gave a talk on self-care in an office place, and this guy came up afterwards. Actually wasn't someone I expected to be super engaged in the talk or to let alone want to talk to me afterwards. And he was just saying, like, I'm trying to figure out how I can practice discipline but also practice self-care. And it feels like self-care a lot of times for me just ends up being overindulgent. And I don't know what that line is. And that's hard because along with the commercialization of self-care, everything indulgent has become self-care. So splurging on that fancy pair of shoes or eating a gigantic chocolate cake or doing whatever is self-care. Now, I love gigantic pieces of chocolate cake. My grocery store down the street has some really good chocolate cake. And I'm not one who splurges on shoes necessarily, but I would splurge on an experience. And so this whole idea of where's the line between self-care and self-indulgence can get really tricky. And for me, it's balancing meeting the needs of present you with the needs of future you. So when I talk about self-care as listening within and responding in the most loving way possible, sometimes that responding in the most loving way possible is really focused on present you. Like 
responding in the most loving way possible when I'm bawling my eyes out might be for me to cancel my next meeting and to just take a bath. Responding in the most loving way possible when I'm thinking about making a new commitment that will impact me for six months to come. In the moment, it might be like, well, say yes, it's going to be this quick dopamine hit and I'm going to get to say yes to someone and maybe I get a check really quick. But then six months in, I'm like feeling it. I'm burned out. I'm burning the candle at both ends. Maybe that yes that I said in the past was a little too focused on present me and not enough focused on future me. So this one is hard because there's going to be a gray area. There's not a specific formula that I can tell you to say, this is when it's self-care and this is when it's self-indulgence, except to say that you have to have that conversation with yourself. Sometimes vegging out and watching Netflix is the best thing that you can do for yourself. Sometimes that same Netflix marathon is you numbing out when maybe you need to be processing something in a journal, through a conversation, with a therapist, but you choosing to watch Netflix is actually avoiding. So the same thing can sometimes be self-care and sometimes be self-indulgence. And you are constantly having to find that spot for you. And that's really what I think is the beautiful thing about self-care is that at its core, it's not something that you need to buy and there are no formulas for it other than for you to just keep listening and to keep responding in the moment. It's a feedback loop. Listen, respond in love. Listen, respond in love. And that inner conversation with yourself, that commitment to being a student of yourself is what is going to allow you to give and receive love, the self-love, the self-care in a way that maybe you hadn't before. So I hope this was helpful to talk through some of the dark sides of self-care Because as it becomes more and more of a topic of conversation, the definition gets muddy. What it is and isn't gets muddy. The desired results gets muddy. And so I hope that you are able to maybe realize some patterns that could be starting to form and hit pause on them now before they're too deeply ingrained. And I hope that as you continue your own journey of self-care, that you wouldn't be like me, who has slipped many times into the dark sides of self-care. I hope that you would continue this beautiful path of listening to yourself and responding in love. So that's all I've got for you today. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll be back in your earbuds. Thanks to Andres Rodriguez for the intro and outro music. You can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Taylor Elise Morrison. Elise is E-L-Y-S-E. And check out the resources on my website at taylorelise.com.